Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg, I figured out the music. (laughs) Ah, How are you doing this evening? Man, I'm on fire tonight. I I feel good. I'm, I'm so happy that we're having our guest on tonight. Yes, yes. I tell you what, it was an honor for us to book her. Everybody in the world is after her. Everybody's trying to get her either come on their television show or to come on our radio show. And we were blessed to have her tonight on our show. So it's uh, I'm just I'm just full of joy right now. Yes, yes. You know, and uh, the topic that we're going to discuss is just going to be so important for the lives of people. And it's really a part of what she has dedicated, you know, a little over 15, 16 years of her life to. Yeah. And uh, actually, it's it's about closer to 18 years of her life she's dedicated to this topic. You know, so I think it's going to be a informative show. It's definitely going to be a fun show for us. Yes. I think it's going to be one of those type shows, Brian, that a lot of things we don't talk about we can now talk about it because we have someone on here tonight that's going to shed some light on some things that a lot of us, we can't talk about it. We can't, we don't really talk about this issue in the home. We don't talk about it in the schools or in the church. But it takes someone like Shirley Ralph come up and say, you know what, there's a problem in our community, killing so many of us, and it's taking us out at such a young age now. And Brian, just today I was listening to Magic Johnson talk about having to come home and tell his wife that he was infected. Wow. And the beautiful thing about it, Brian, is he, he said that he, the, what he thought how she would take it, she didn't take it that way. He said when he told her, the first thing that she said out of her mouth was, <clears throat> well, before she said that, he said, I'll understand if you want to leave me. And the next thing she did, she slapped him upside his head, Brian. <laughs> 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 she said, we will beat this together. Wow. We'll beat this together. And, that and you know, just that. from just from face value, that takes an amazing amount of strength. Just to just to stand there and actually, you know, take that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. When someone comes and gives you a statement that literally changes your life, the fact that you don't just buckle and, you know, go under a shell, it just takes amazing strength. And, Brian, so many of our younger generation now are being diagnosed or when they go in and they have these tests, Brian, so many of the our younger generation, I'm talking 15, 13, 12 years old, are finding out that they are positive, HIV positive. Yes. And, Brian, I know that you do a lot of the the testing all the time. Mm-hmm. And I know that there are some things that you can talk about, and I know there are some things that you can't. But what do you do when you have someone that's 12 years old? How do you break that to them or their parents to say that your child isn't? You know, Greg, fortunately, I have not had the opportunity, well, the burden, so to speak, of telling someone 12 years old, you know, or any youth whatsoever that they're HIV positive. And I hope that I never actually have to do that. Because for me, that will be one of the absolute toughest things that I've ever have to do in my life. And that's just, I'm just being flat out honest. That would be tough. Because when I see a child, I consider that child to be my child. You know, so I have the same, you know, love and affection for children that I have for my own children. So for me to have to go and tell somebody, you're HIV positive, 
you know, and, and, you know, your dreams have now been changed. Your vision of life has now been altered because of a decision that you made that just happened to be the wrong decision. You know, it's, it's tough. I'll tell you, it's tough. Having to go and tell somebody they're positive is the, is is absolutely tough, and so for all the one all the folks that are out there, what I consider in the trenches that are talking to people, getting people tested, telling them their status, you know, hey, I I, I feel you, because it's not an easy job. It's a very hard job, you know, and you know for one thing, the problem with having to tell someone is that people don't want to hear that. Even when they come and get a test, the last thing they want to hear is you're positive or you need to go take another test because it was inconclusive. They want to hear, I'm negative, good, I can go home, bye. You know, they don't want to come back, you know, and that's not everybody. That's just some folks. The folks that I've that I've had to test in the past have been, like, terrified. Some, and some have been like, okay, I've done this before, but the first time they're always terrified. Because they don't know, you know, and I think it's just because they don't know what's going to happen if they are positive. They have no plan. One thing I can say, Brian, is in this walk with trying to educate people, not just people in a certain community, trying to educate people, it is so hard to get people to come to events. And a lot of times, Brian, this educational training is free. Yes. And it's it's almost as if people are afraid to come in to hear the things they need to hear. They'll tell you, "Don't I don't want you teaching or talking about that to my child." Well, he needs to know, or she needs to know what they're looking at. Times have changed, and a lot of kids, Brian, you know, with the rates and all of this crazy stuff that's going on out there. Some of the kids are being infected because of that. Oh, yes. yeah. And, you know, Greg, another way that um, people have been infected is through childbirth. Yes. I can remember uh, there was a 16-year-old at the time. He was about 16. I suspect he's probably about maybe 19, 20 now. And he was infected at birth through a blood transfusion when he was a child. So he never knew he had it. Until he got older and he was uh, getting sick and couldn't figure out why he was sick. And they ran all these tests and they said, well, let's run an HIV test on him. And he says, why? I've never had sex before. You know, I never do that type of stuff. Sure enough, they ran the test and they traced it back to him having a blood transfusion when he was a child. You know, um, other ways are through childbirth. I, mean, I kind of went to the side there with that one because it popped in my head, but mothers who are not getting tested prior to giving birth, they pass it on to their children. Because amazingly, the child does not get infected until they pass through the birth canal. And that, to me, that's just amazing that a child can be without. Well, part of the problem is that that child does not have an immune system at birth. It's not until they pass through the womb that they acquire the disease because they're protected in that, you know, in the, uh, what is it called? I can't remember. In the sack. You know. All right, we're off on a tangent a little bit, but uh just want to let all the listeners know that Cheryl Lee Ralph will be with us shortly. She actually, I just spoke with her manager, and they they're at a press event, and the press event little, ran a little bit late, but she'll definitely be on shortly with us. Brian, but you know, me, Greg. Yes, let me say this, Brian, uh, about her. Yes. Uh, she, Ms. Ralph, is the national minority spokesperson of the AIDS Council. Yes. And she's also a board member of the Black AIDS Institute. I don't think I don't think people really understand what type of commitment it takes to do this type of work. It takes, I mean, you have to be steadfast. You have to love people. I mean, when I say love people, you have to really love people because you see things that 
just make the average person walk away. And she's not doing that. She's running to it. And I think, yes. Brian, if I'm not mistaken, I think she had some friends that passed uh, by having this. Yes, yes. I think that was the reason that she initially got involved because she had so many people that she knew personally that were afflicted and infected and had passed on from this disease. And so she felt it was a personal responsibility, which is not much different than why I got involved with HIV AIDS awareness and prevention. Because I've had family members who have, you know, who who live with it or who have already passed on from it. And my family has been affected by it, you know. And so I felt it was my calling to go out and to teach others about the importance of having a healthy lifestyle. And so when I see a person like Cheryl Lee Ralph, who's already made it, so to speak, you know, she's an internationally known star, actress, uh, Broadway actress, one of the original dream girls. And so she's already been established as, you know, a superstar. But yet she felt it was it was her duty, her calling, so to speak, to do this and to raise the awareness. I'll tell you what, Brian. It takes a strong person to do this type of work. It takes a person that was called to do this type of work. It's not an easy thing. But, Brian, I think Cheryl Lee will be in Tallahassee this weekend. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yes, it's the Sometimes I Cry event, and it's being sponsored by MACA. That's the Minority Alliance for Advocating Community Awareness and Action Incorporated, and we're going to have a wonderful time. It's going to be at Lee Hall Auditorium on Florida A&M's campus. It starts at 6 p.m. Tickets are $7 or $5 if you're a student. And I believe it's free for all FAMU students. Yes. And, you know, it's going to be a wonderful event. Miss Ralph will do her Sometimes I Cry one-woman show where she talks about the loves, the lives, and the losses of women infected and affected by HIV-AIDS. And, you know, I already know it's going to be a blast. It's going to be an event where you're going to laugh a little, you're going to cry a little, you're going to sympathize empathize, and then mobilize. And, Brian, I think she's touring with that right now. I think she's traveling right now. Yeah, she's traveling Uh, all across the country doing this, and especially up to this week, uh, National HIV AIDS AIDS Awareness Day. It's the National Black HIV AIDS Awareness Day on the 7th. And so this is falling right in line with what, you know, she does as the national spokesperson. And so I, I think it's just going to be a wonderful event. You know what, Brian, I think that we have so many women that want to be models, so many women that want to be actresses. You know, there's so many opportunities out there. Yes. But if they don't know what they need to know to stay healthy and don't fall for the for the games that a lot of people play with their lives, Mm-hmm. They're in trouble. Oh, yes, absolutely, absolutely. I think that's the number one thing that a lot of our people are struggling with right now, just not knowing, just not knowing what to do, the signs. They just don't know, and they figure, okay, it'll go away. No, this is not going away. This right. is not one of those things out of mind. No, no, that's, that's, that's not it. This thing you know, is Greg, real. I want to say this right quick. I always hear people say, get you just get you a little bit of penicillin, and that'll kill it. Oh, no. See, they believe that. But when it comes to HIV, you know, there's, there is no cure for HIV. They're working on one. Hopefully they'll come up with one. Don't bank on that. Get yourselves tested, know your status, and then engage in healthy, monogamous lifestyle. But, Greg, we're going to go to break, and I'm going to see if we can get Miss Ralph on the line. So let's go to commercial break. Okay. Hey, Justin, Sarah. Hi, Ricky. Hi. Hey, listen. 
I just heard about some kids who might try to get some beer. So? Why are you telling us? Yeah. Well, because I thought maybe we could go and, you know, drink. Why? Um, because... I guess because it's cool. Cool? Why is it cool? Well, you know, we can go and get wasted. And why would we want to get wasted? Well, remember that time when we heard some older kids talking about doing it? So? Why should we do it? Well, I guess... I guess I don't know. Sooner or later, someone may ask you if you want to drink. If that ever happens to you, maybe there's something you should ask them. Like why? Because the fact is, most kids don't drink. Even older kids. So think about it. There's no good reason to drink. Want to know more? Check out thecoolspot.org. Hello, my name is Deborah Akbar, and I've lived the last 18 years as a C7, C8 quadriplegic as a result of a very bad car accident that happened in 1990. But today that's about to change because I have found the Brucker Biofeedback Treatment started by Dr. Bernard S. Brucker at the Miami Jewish Home and Hospital. Now unfortunately, even though he's had a 98% success rate, this procedure is not performed anywhere in Ohio, nor is it covered by insurance. So I'm raising money so that myself and my family can get down to Miami to have this much needed procedure so that I can possibly walk again. If you would like to send a donation, please send it to Deborah Akbar Treatment Fund, Post Office Box 210034, South Euclid, Ohio, 44121-7034. Thank you. Okay, we're back with the Abundant Solutions Hour. We're going to have Shirley Raff on in a few minutes. She's not quite ready to come on. And if you have a question or a comment for Ms. Ralph, please feel free to call us at 718-508-9600. That's, that's 718-508-9600. And I'm going to go to the lines and see if Brian has Ms. Ralph on. Brian, are you there? Brian, are you there? I'm sorry, Brian is not there. I'm going to go to one of the callers. Caller from the 850 area code, are you there? 850-528, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Hey, how you doing? I'm fine. Hi, is Pastor's calling? Uh, this is Sheila Morris. Sheila, how are you? I'm fine, Gregory. Yes, I know you you were instrumental in putting this play together, that the big event that's coming up this weekend. Yeah, we've been rolling. <laughs> Tell us about it. How did you come up with, how did you find Cheryl, and how did you guys get her to do this? Well, actually, it's a group effort with Ms. Hubbard. I saw Cheryl's play in Philadelphia when I went to our national convention, and I told Ms. Hubbard, you got to try to get her here. And so we talked about it a year ago, and then we decided, okay, um, this is something we want to do. So um, NACA, which is the Minority Alliance for Advocating Community Awareness, is very instrumental in getting them here, and um, the rest is history. Yeah. Now, when you went to see the show with her, this this, this one woman show, what did you think when you saw it? What what did you think of Miss Ralph at that time? I know a lot of people love her and they're crazy about her, but what did you get from that that play? Well, two things. One, um, a woman that really, really cares about people who are infected as well as affected. But, you know, it touched me because of the fact that I work um, in that area every day for the last 15 years. So anytime I have a chance to see somebody else out here work on the forefront, it really touches my heart. Yes. And, Sheila, I see you all over the place doing everything, the flyers, and you're doing everything that you can do. And one thing that I said before the show started, well, at the very beginning, you have to have a heart to do this. You have to be called to do this because there's so much sadness involved in it. How do you make it through these events knowing that a lot of people are suffering, a lot of people don't want the knowledge or the education to help themselves, and you see this and it's free and they won't accept it? How, how do you get past that when you're trying to do your shows and your events, when you're trying to put these events on? How do you get past that? 
Um, to be honest with you, I I can't. It's like the little saying says, "Don't sweat the small stuff," because if I got ten over here who don't want to know, I got another ten on the other side who are very um interested in what's going on. Monday night we had an event called Condomology, and the whole purpose of that event was to talk about condoms, the importance of using condoms if you're going to have sex, what type of condoms are available, what uh, different brands they are. Because some people, you know, they tell people about condoms, but you need to really educate people on condoms. And from that event, the last two days I ran into several people Never seen them before, but after the show on Monday, we've been seeing them who said, you know, really thank you and appreciate. I wish I would have known this before now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you, you really can't sweat the small stuff. You just got to go on and do it because there's always going to be somebody who's going to have a doubt or have something negative to say, but there's always somebody who is going to have something positive to say. So I like to think that I leave a mark every time. Oh, Sheila, you definitely, you're always leaving a mark. <laughs> but, Sheila, hold on just a second. We're going to bring Brian back in. Brian, are you there? I am here. Okay. Do you have and Ralph I come bearing gifts. <laughs> <laughs> Ms. Ralph, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. How are you? I'm fine. This is Gregory. Ms. Ms. Ralph, we're so glad that you joined us, and I know Brian was going to bring you in, uh, so that you're so busy doing what you do. Tell me this, why do you do all of this? Why are you so busy in doing what you're doing? You know, 27 years is time enough for people to forget a time when people just were dropping dead of a mysterious disease, a disease that had no name. 27 years is time enough for people to forget when people suffered and died, the veil of silence, stigma, and shame that fell over them. 27 years is time enough for people to grow silent like it did not happen and that silence was wrong then and it is wrong now as that same silence is over women of color wow you know miss ralph mm-hmm. i too have been involved in the hiv aids arena for quite a few years and the one thing that i have noticed is that people don't want to talk about it they never they have never wanted to talk about it. Right. They have never wanted to talk about it. People always wanted to turn their back on it. I will never forget when out twenty seven years ago on Broadway doing Dream Girls, how ugly people were to other people as they suffered and died. Who how they found it easy not to treat them like a friend, like a loving child of God. I will never forget that as long as I live. People were like, Shh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about that. Gay disease. Oh, it was an ugly time. Yes, yes. Now folks really don't want to talk about it as it pertains to women. It's just crazy. I have never known of one thing that everybody is involved with that folks don't want to talk about. But everybody out there is having sex. And you can talk, pick up the phone, talk to somebody. That's a proof positive. Somebody had sex. You can look to the left and right of you, proof positive. Somebody had sex, and people don't want to talk about it now that it's hurting people. I don't get it. Ms. Ralph, I, I have been working with Brian, too, with uh, this this fight that we're on, this crusade that we're on. And one thing uh, that we've noticed, it, it, I, I believe it starts with the parents, because we we try to do things, and we, and we offer this service free, and we can't get them to come. It's interesting. Parents who who don't want to talk about this, parents who say it's not their child, guess whose kid it is? It's theirs. It is definitely theirs. And you know whose fault it is? It's the parents because they didn't have the conversation first. Parents do not realize the power that they have with their children. Parents don't realize that they need to be the ones to talk to their children so that they get the information properly because very often they've got their friends out there to give them their information, and the information they get from their friends most times is not what you want your child to know. Absolutely. (laughs) You'd be shocked. The more information you give a child, the better prepared they are to make a well-educated choice for themselves. The more kids grow up knowing the pros and cons, the more they are able to make a better choice for themselves. But it's those out there that have got just got to look in Pandora's box that have got the issue. 
And, you know, Ms. Ralph, most people, and, and especially, and you're absolutely right when you talk about them not wanting to discuss it as far as women and women of color in particular, because when you hear what the buzzword now is, let's focus on the men who have sex with men, and let's focus on the positives to make sure that they don't reinfect other people versus the prevention so that people in general don't get it. Prevention and protection is major. Prevention and protection is major. I'm going to say it one more time. Prevention and protection is major. But it is way past men who sleep with men because people are going to weep very soon when they get the news about their children. People are going to cry in the street when they find out how infected their own children are. When they find out the number of STIs, sexually transmitted infections, their sons and daughters are carrying, they are going to be shocked when they find out how infected their own children are. That report, you mark my word, is coming down the pike, and it's not going to be too long either. Yes. Ms. Ralph, uh, Brian and I, we were at an event, and one of the doctors made a statement that at some point, if you're infected, you're coming to see him at some point. Yep. <laughs> and he said that, How about that? Yes. And he said that the sad thing about it is some of them come in there and they can barely walk and their skin is falling off. And that's real. That's real. This is no pretty death without treatment. Come on. This is, it has never been pretty. And I think one of the reasons that, you know, people are afraid to talk about it is because they're afraid of their own behavior. They're afraid of what they have done in the past that might make it all about them. That's what they're afraid of. But trust me, when you put off going to the dentist, you lose your teeth. When you put off doing, taking protection and prevention when it comes to this disease, you put yourself in line for losing your life. The earlier they catch the disease, the better life you are able to lead. The earlier they catch the disease, the better quality of life you are able to lead. But you've got to do your part. Yes, that's, that's so true. And, Ms. Ralph, I want to ask you this about the schools, and I, I, I'm not beating up on the schools, and I don't want to beat up on the church, but don't you think that that's the, the place that the second and third place that it should be uh, when it gets started, because I know the first place is in the home, but in the church and in the schools, they are so afraid to talk about this. You know, it's amazing because the church, we, you know, so many people, we call ourselves Christians, yet we cannot get with Christ's words. You know, one of the characters in my show, she said, you know something, I am confused, but I made up my mind the other day that I'm going to only read the red parts of the Bible. Just the red parts, the parts what Jesus Christ himself was to have said, because the rest of that stuff is written by men, and most of them had issues. (laughs) Okay? When that woman said that to me, I was like, oh, my God, isn't she right, though? Yes, she's right. She may have been a superhead, but she had some ideas about what was going on in church, and a lot of it made sense. Why is it that Christians are always the ones that feel they need to judge other people? It says clearly, judge not lest ye be judged. Suffer the little children to come on to me. Let he or she who is without sin throw the first stone. Why do we always have to throw stones? Why do we always have to pass judgment? Why do we have to figure out who is better to be saved than the other? Why do we have to do that? And when it comes to schools, schools are having a rough time because in some schools they can't even get parents to come to school, much less have parents talk about what's going on in the school. A lot of parents have never even been to their kids' schools. Some of these schools don't even have the proper books to to give their kids, much less come up with a proper kind of sex education for kids. Come on. We can't even graduate kids well in math and science in America. We're falling so far back, it's 
people think we're a third world country. And you want us to get right on sexual education? It seems like it's just too much to ask. But we can privatize the prison system and we can fill that up. We can't get you to come to school, but we can get you to prison. Mm. State of the art prison at that. That's a trillion dollar prison at that. <laughs> How about that? We can't get you a school bus, but we can build you a cell. Ms. Ralph, we're going to take a short break, and then we're going to come right back to you. And I want to discuss a little bit about uh, something that happened to me this week. We'll be right back. Your baby is so cute. How old is she? Six months. Mine, too. Is your baby also getting her immunizations today? Yes. It's hard to get here sometimes, but I find a way. It's my lunch hour. I had so many questions at first, but I got all the answers from my doctor. Immunizations are one of the best ways to protect your baby's health. Call your health care provider to make sure your child is fully immunized by age 2. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-232-4636. Sponsored by the Department of Health and Human Services. Here's an important message from Rev. Dr. Jeremiah A. Wright, Jr., Senior Pastor of Trinity United Church of Christ. Did you know that more than half of all the new HIV-AIDS cases reported are among African Americans? Our men, our women, and our children are at risk. We must put aside our fears, exercise our faith, and put an end to this deadly disease. Encourage testing. Learn more about HIV and AIDS. For testing locations, contact the CDC National STD and AIDS hotline at 1-800-342-AIDS. All right, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We have on with us tonight international superstar actress and HIV activist, Cheryl Lee Ralph. Ralph. I love that introduction. You said (laughs) international superstar and HIV AIDS activist. You go, baby, because that's an introduction right there. Hey, I've been waiting to do that all night. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. And I'm glad I'm on the other end to receive it. All right, all right. You know, Miss Ralph, something interesting happened to me on uh, this week. I was working with a youth group, a bunch of teenagers, about 10 of them, between the ages of 15, 18. And, you know, we were talking about abstinence education. That's one of the things I try to focus on, especially with the youth. And some of the kids just were just flat out, they knew everything. And one of them yes. said, and I asked them, I said, how many of you know someone who is HIV positive? Mm-hmm. And, they, and, you know, some people raised their hand, yeah, I had a family member to die. And I said, how many of you know someone your age? And they were like, well, I don't know nobody because nobody my age has it. And one wow. kid said, I knew one girl, but when people found out she was positive, she and her family moved away. Right. How about that? And so the question I asked them, I said, well, how do you know someone else didn't move back this way and is among <laughs> you right now? And they were all like, that was the quietest I had them the whole time. They all got quiet because they, they didn't think about that. No, they're young. They're young. They feel like Superman and Superwoman. They're young. They feel invincible. They feel it's not going to happen with them. They haven't had enough conversation that lets them know, if you're having sex, (laughs) I'm with you, baby. I know it is good. One girl said to me, Miss Ralph, anybody tells you that sex ain't worth dying for, they ain't never had no good sex. And I was like, whoa. All righty then. But you know what? I had to put that conversation in balance and say, now, wait a minute. So you are acknowledging the fact that you know sex can kill you. Well, they said, no, not really. I said, oh, yes, really, it can. But more and more, when I travel the country, when I ask young people, do they know somebody who's pregnant? Do they know somebody who's had a sexually transmitted infection? More than not, they raise their hands. They know somebody. They know somebody that's carrying a baby or a disease, and it is frightening to me, absolutely frightening. These are supposed to be their most productive years. 
to what? They're going to end up with, with a disease like, like, my God, herpes. There is no cure for herpes. Chlamydia can make you sterile. Syphilis and gonorrhea, there's no reason they should be on the rise in America. Come on, we got medication for that. And they don't realize how they're just putting themselves in line for HIV and AIDS. They don't get it. They're young. And it feels good. Miss hmm. Ralph, our phone lines are absolutely flooded with callers. And if you don't mind, we'd like to go to maybe one or two right now. Is that okay? We can go to one or two, but you make sure you tell those one or two get themselves in the get themselves in the theater when I come to Tallahassee on Saturday. Hey. I want them there in the theater. I don't want them to mess around. I want them to come on out, get involved, get tested, and come be ready to be changed. Because I'm coming for your heart. I love you. I don't know you, but trust me, I love you, and I'm doing this because we need you to make a change. All right, all right. Our first caller is in the 704 area code. Caller, are you there? Yes, I am. How are you? On the Solutions Hour, we're doing great. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. All right. You have a question, a question or a comment for Ms. Ralph? Oh, yes. First, I want to say it's a pleasure to be on the same phone line with Ms. Shirley Ralph. Oh, thank <laughs> I, you. I'm almost speechless right now. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, but my comment is, um, or maybe it's a question, somewhat of a statement and a question in one, but um, when this disease first came about, it was known to be from homosexual until it crossed over into just about everyone. Do you think that, you know, being that that's where it started, do you think that has some effect on people wanting to be so forthcoming and, and saying that they have, you know, they're HIV positive? Or they, do you think that has some effect on them um, wanting to get tested? Or is I think it fear of death? I'm so happy that you brought that up because I do think that the stigma that it used to be a gay disease is what keeps a lot of people from getting tested. I think you're absolutely right on that. But you must also remember when it first started, there was a time when they were saying it was Africans, it was Haitians, mm -hmm. it was hemophiliacs, it was homosexuals. Mm -hmm. But the one that stuck the most was homosexuals in these United States. And I think we still have not shaken the stigma of homosexual. But also, when, when people are so fixated on homosexual, I say, you know, y'all are protesting too much. Can we leave the gay folks alone? Folks can't even figure out what's going on in their own bedroom, much trying to, much trying to figure out what somebody else is doing. Can we get right with ourselves? Mm. Get tested. For women, you do not need to be walking around with a time bomb in your vagina. Cut it out. Get tested. Men, you need to take responsibility for yourself. Get tested. It is a fact that men are carriers and women are the receptacle. So the woman, you better see yourself as a computer. You know what the computer is like once it gets that virus in it. It starts shutting it down little by little by little until your state-of-the-art computer is just trash. <laughs> I love how you, did, how you put that. Being that I work on computers. <laughs> you see? Ms. Yeah. Miss Ralph, we have another caller from the 770 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, yes. are you there? Yes. Yes. Ms. You have a question or comment for Ms. Ralph? This is Dee. Hey, Dee. How are you? <laughs> how are you doing? Good. I Good. was calling um, because I have, um, I've had... Two cousins that have passed from AIDS, and mm -hmm. they were um, they were a married couple. Mm -hmm. And I had um, I have one cousin now uh, on the same side of on the same side of the family who has AIDS now. And I just found out I have another cousin who's very young who is HIV positive, and I have had a how young? That, how young? Um, nineteen. Okay. Wow. And I have a friend that passed today. Wow. Oh, I'm so sorry. I am so sorry. 
I mean, the, this is a call that lets you know that AIDS affects us all. Mm-hmm. This is one woman, and she has already talked about four people. Those four people, who knows how many other people those four people have touched. Two of them, no, she said five people, uh, two couples, and a cousin, and then one that's dead. That's six people, one woman. Come on. We can do better than this. The silence is killing us quicker than the disease. Wow. So, D, are you tomorrow is national. Tomorrow's National HIV AIDS Awareness Day, and if this phone call doesn't make you aware, I don't know what will. Hmm. So, Dee, did you have another question or comment for Ms. Ralph? Uh, well, I'm in Atlanta, so I can't come to Tallahassee. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> no, I can't. I can't. Atlanta. I now, off. that's interesting. <laughs> it's interesting that she says Atlanta because, you know, Atlanta is a hot spot. Yes. Hot Atlanta spot. is a hot spot for this disease. Yes. They have numbers that are off the chart in Atlanta, and there has not been a huge call to action for Atlanta. Atlanta needs it. Mm-hmm. Yes, that, you know, I was just about to say that, that Atlanta's numbers are alarming. And, They're alarming. And you know, Ms. Ralph, the one thing that people don't realize about this is that when you look at the numbers, and I always say this, these are the reported numbers. Yes. So the reported numbers, does the reported numbers have, they should only give you just a touch for what is really going on. Exactly. You know, and, you know, and I remember having this discussion with, uh, I was actually uh, giving an HIV presentation in a church. Uh-huh. And, you know, I was having a discussion with, I think it was the pastor's wife. The pastor was a physician, and his wife knew a lot about HIV AIDS, and she was, you know, and actually they both were discussing about the statistics, and they said they believe that they only push the statistics higher so they can get funding. And I said, if you have more than one person, then that's one too many. If you have Absolutely. one person, you have one too many. And so who really cares about how the statistics have been moved or shaped around or whatever? One person can infect. I, you know, I play this game with the kids, and I you know, and I teach them how just how fast the uh, the disease can spread. And you know, during this game, they're all just like, "Wow!" You know, I can remember playing this game with uh, I think it was the the Haitian Student Union over at FSU, and we had 55 people, and over half the room was infected, and we hadn't even finished the game. Okay, it's like that. Yeah. It's like that. I had an experience where I went over to South Africa, walked into a room full of women, and it dawned on me that there was only one woman in that room not infected, and that was me. That scared me. Wow. Because I said that could just as easily be somewhere in America, somewhere in urban America with black folks. That could be Atlanta. That could be Tallahassee. That could be Detroit. And, oops, I'm sorry, that is Washington, D.C. Anyway, I'm here at another function because I'm getting ready to do my show here in Minneapolis before I come there to Tallahassee. I hope your your listeners will come on out and see Sometimes I Cry. Do not be afraid. Now is the time for understanding. Now is the time for healing. And we can do this. And tomorrow is National HIV AIDS Awareness Day. Black folks, and I want you to understand, 50 black folks got infected yesterday. 50 black people got infected today. 50 more will get infected tomorrow. Don't be one more. You have the power to make that change. Don't be one more. Yes. Ms. Ralph, we have one of the persons that was so instrumental in bringing you to Tallahassee. Sheila, are you there? Yes, I'm here. Yes, you're on with Ms. Ralph. I was, I Hi. Was... Hi, Sora. How are you? Hey, Sora. So so yeah, oh, I talk to Scott all the time. I'm Sheila that talks <laughs> to Scott. Okay, I'll give Scott your regards. Yeah, 
Well, we're um, happy to have you come. And if anybody's listening, please go out tomorrow and get tested at the County Health Department, MACA, SHISA, Big Ben Cares. There you go. Do what you got to do. Do what you know you need to do. If you've never been tested before, get tested. You know, we're hearing so much about change, change. You can be the change that you want to see. People talk about, you know, well, what's it going to take? Who's it going to take? It's going to take you. You are the one you have been waiting for. Make that change. Ms. Ralph, we're going to go to a quick break, and then we're going to take it on home. We'll All be right, right back. The Daily Tribune Classified section, may I help you? Yeah, I'd like to place an ad for an apartment I'll be renting out. Okay. How should the ad read? Uh, sunny one bedroom, 850 square feet, modern kitchen, hardwood floors, $1,000 a month rent. Available immediately. Unless you're African-American, Hispanic, Asian, Middle Eastern, Indian, or a member of any other minority group. Okay. Uh, apartment is also unavailable if you are female, have children, a disability, or believe in a non-traditional religion. Anything else, sir? Oh, yeah. Can we have that pets are okay? Certainly. Unfortunately, housing discrimination isn't always this obvious. If you think you've been a victim because of your race, color, national origin, sex, religion, disability, or family status, call 800-669-9777 or visit HUD.gov. Fair housing. It's not an option. It's the law. Brought to you by HUD and the Ad Council. Yes, if you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour, and tonight we have a mighty, powerful, powerful woman of God on the call with us. Ms. Ralph, we have a caller. We're going to go to the calls. We have a caller from the 850-559 area code. Caller, are you there? Caller, are you Hello? there? Hello? Yes, are you there? Yes. Yes. Do you have a question or comment for Ms. Ralph? Um, no, I was just listening in. No, oh, okay. Okay, thank you. Ms. Ralph, you know, we were talking about the education uh, part of trying to get this information out there. Yes. And, and I mean, the, the, what it says in the Bible about us perishing for lack of knowledge, I mean, th- this is the time. And this I think is that, the time. Yes. You know, it's, it's just like, you know, now is the time for, to get out there and support and vote for Obama. Now is the time to get the knowledge, baby, that you need to make a full real change in your life. Now is the time. People say, well, I didn't know. I didn't know this. Yes, you did. Yes, you knew, because I'm standing here and I'm telling you so. And you can make this change happen. You've got the power for change right there in your own hands. You practice abstinence if you can do it responsibly. You practice using condoms if you can do it responsibly. Ain't nobody telling you not to do this, that, or the other. We're saying take into consideration yourself and others. Do what you know is right. Just do the right thing. Yes. And, Ms. Ralph, let me ask you this. Because of what you do and because of you've been doing this for such a long time, and, and I just applaud you for doing uh, the fight that, and, and getting the information out and the knowledge for people that really need to hear this, did you get a backlash from media or from anyone saying, you know what, you shouldn't be doing this because it's going Oh, God. I've been in I've been in this fight and this struggle long enough for people to have sent me hate mail in the beginning, long enough for people to tell me I was going to hell for what I believed in, long enough for people to tell me to shut up, long enough for people to tell me speak up, long enough for people to tell me I'm blessed and going to heaven, long enough for people to write me love letters about it. So you see, it has been a long haul. I have seen it all, and all I can do is what I know is right. Damn. <laughs> and that's the stand. That's, that's, it. that's awesome. Yes. You know, yes. it's funny you had that question, Greg, because my question is a little similar to that. You know, I was listening to the um, to one of our PSAs that we played during commercial break, and it talked about discrimination. Yeah. And I wanted to ask you, do you did you see firsthand discrimination when you were at like at your shows and stuff like that? 
Oh, absolutely. You know, sometimes people don't know who it is they're sitting next to. They don't know what it is they're coming to, or they come with an attitude. One time I went to a city in Texas and walked into an empty room, and they said, we apologize, Miss Raff, but we couldn't give your invitation to nobody. And I said, why? And they said, because they say right there, HIVAs. You can't just get that to nobody. <laughs> and and that we, was yeah. 2007. Wow. Brian right. And I, we, yeah, Brian and I, we know about that. We coach Pee Wee football together, and we're talking kids from 10 to 12. Oh, kids can be hateful. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I realize that kids are hateful. You have got to be taught who and how to hate. Your parents must teach you how to hate. Your parents and people around you must teach you how to discriminate. When I hear young kids talking about, Miss Ralph, how come you always have to talk about them gay people? And I'm like, well, what is gay? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. How about that? How about that? So. That sounds like a commer- That sounds like a, a comment that my one of my children made. They didn't know what it was, and they, so they see? asked me. <laughs> you see? And then they go around and they say, say things like if they don't like something, they say, that is just so gay. And I'm like, that's just so gay. I said, okay, so what does that mean? It means we don't like it. How interesting is that? Yes. And what do you think the solution is as parents and as adults when we are faced with, this, with, with children like this? What is the solution? We have got to teach tolerance. Parents don't speak to their children. They hardly teach them how to say hello and how to do, much less have real good manners. Come on now. You know, people hardly spend 20 minutes with their own children. And when they do, they don't know what to say to them. Mm-hmm. These are some scary times. My little niece got into an altercation with somebody at her school and I stood and waited, and I talked to the girl, shut her cell phone. Her mother came to school, and I was just talking to a woman. I said, well, girlfriend, what's up? Why are you so, why are you so concerned? She said, girl, somebody touched my daughter's cell phone. I was like, oh, Lord, she came to school because I touched a girl's cell phone. <laughs> she didn't come because the girl was involved in a fight. She came because somebody touched her cell phone. And, and it was so wonderful that it, was, it just happened to be my niece because she and I had a wonderful conversation. But anyway, men, I have got to go. I will see you in Tallahassee. Yes. We're All right. You tell your listeners, come on with the come on. Don't sit at home on this one. The dream yeah. is alive. Don't sleep on it. <laughs> thank you so That's much. Right, for right. We thank you so much for joining us tonight. All and, right now. And yeah. for those I'll who, see you in Tallahassee. And yes, for those will. who can't make it to the Tallahassee show, she has a website, and it is CherylLeeRalph.com. Also, sometimesicry.com. Dot org. Dot org. Sometimesicry.org. Sometimesicry.org. Go to those websites. Find out where she'll be next. Donate money to the Diva Foundation. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Thank yes. you so much. Yes. Thank you, Ms. Ralph. Take care now. All Bye-bye. right. We love you, and we'll see you on Saturday. Yes, we All righty. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Wow. That was just amazing, Greg. Yes, it was. Mr. Lynch, are you there? Yes, I am. Yes. Are you happy now, my brother? Oh, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Get out and spread the word. Spread the word. Yeah. You know, it was just so much fun to talk with her on on tonight. Oh, yeah. You know, she had so much good information that you all can take Mm -hmm. back to your friends and your families and your coworkers and your church members. Get out and spread the word about HIV-AIDS prevention. It's real. Teach your children about this disease and what it can do to them. Teach them about healthy lifestyles. Brian, I want to ask Mr. Lynch a question. I know that he's always talking with couples and counseling and, and everything else that he does. Is this something that comes up when you're dealing with couples, Mr. Lynch? Once in a while. It's an it's an issue that you sometimes have to deal with, but you know it's not something that I deal with very often. But once in a while, yes, yes, I think you know, the, the one mate will go out and and cheat, and then ends up with something that you know they shouldn't end up with, and then 
unfortunately, in some cases, they take it out, take it home to their spouse. You know, lucky, luckily, I've never dealt with anyone that caught AIDS. You know, it's usually gonorrhea or chlamydia or herpes. You know, things like that. You know, and but regardless of what it is, it's still a bad thing because when you're married, you're not expecting those things to happen. Yes, that's so true. Mr. Lynch, let me say this. Brian and I, we deal with so many young, young, young children. When I say young, we're talking about 8, 9, 10 years old. Mm -hmm. And it's so hard because you can't really, now if you don't have that parent's permission, you can't talk about that with them. I know. The law is so strict. I mean, it is so strict, but at some point, somebody's going to have to say, you know what, we need to get to these kids before they get out there. Right. Start doing these things. Yeah, and, right. And, and and I think, you know, they change these laws simply because they they relate sex education to religion. You know, they they figure, okay, well, if you're teaching about abstinence, and, and waiting until your marriage, those are religious attributes. And a lot of people, you know, there are a lot of people out there who are not Christians, and, you know, they don't want you to teach their child religion. And that's yeah. unfortunate that you cannot teach a child to abstain from something that's an adult behavior simply because of what their religious practices are. Yeah, yeah, so true. And um, Brian Henderson, I had a question for you. Mm-hmm. Now that we've heard Miss Ralph, now that we know that she's in your she's she's in your face kind of person, she's going to be in your face with it. Yes. She's pretty much challenging everybody else to step up to the plate. Oh, Would you yes. agree? Absolutely. You know, um, I think it's important that we pay closer attention to what she has to say rather than the way she says it. Right. Because if you really pay attention to what she's saying, you'll learn a whole lot more than – because, see, people sometimes they just get offended by the way you say something. Yes. And, you know, I understand why she says it because she has to speak boldly about this subject because otherwise people won't listen. Or they won't take take her serious. serious. Yes, yes. And and so you have to be in their face with it. You have to show them the reality. Like when you talked about how, um, uh, I think it was Dr. Nwang who said this, who said, uh, you know, eventually you'll come and see me. uh, If you're positive, eventually you'll have to come and see me. When you talked about the guy's flesh falling off the bone, he said she, it. she she knew about that, and she said that's real, <laughs> that's reality, and that's what people don't see. People they can they they immediately they they know what that is when the when your flesh is falling off and you look like a skeleton walking, but what they don't realize is that there are more people walking around that look just fine. They do. Yes, they do. And this is something that you can't see. This is something, this this HIV-AIDS thing, it's just wiping out so many people. And and so many of us, Brian, we have dreams, desires, and goals that we want to reach. But we can't reach them if we're not careful, if we don't know what and how to fight this thing. And I think, Brian, that the best thing that we need to do is get tested, find out early. Let's deal with it early. It's better to be shocked up front than to wait to see your health declining and no one can help you. Right. And, you know, we know that this thing comes in so many different ways. You can get it in so many different ways, blood transfusions and all this kind of stuff. But we need to stay on top of and protect our dreams and our goals because we were all born with something in us. And I'm just praying and and I'm really trying to get this information out that you just need to be tested. Yes. You need to be tested. And Brian, give that information oh, your out. Status. On, yes. No, give that information out real quick about Ms. Ralph coming okay. in on Saturday. 
is to Sometimes I Cry, Lee Hall Auditorium, FAMU's Campus, 6 p.m. Be there. Tickets are $7, $5 for students, FAMU students, you get in free. Be there. Show up. Get tested. Know your status. This is the Abundant Solutions Hour. Thank you. Love Talk Radio.